Too often, faith becomes more about who is in and who is out or about who belongs and who does not. But in order for spirituality to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. In this podcast, we find incredible people using their faith and life as a catalyst for goodness in this world. Be inspired to discover your own goodness in order to make your life, your family, your community, and your world better. Hey, welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Great to be with you as always. All right, so stay with me in this podcast from start to finish because it's, it's going to take a while to get to where I want to go. So just hang in there with me, all right? Now, I I just want to let you in on a little little story that just happened to me today. So I'm recording this on... What is it? It is Monday, June 19th, Juneteenth. So I, so for those of you who listen to this podcast regularly, you heard that I'm in the process of relocating from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, which is Northwestern Wisconsin to the Madison area, which is Southeastern Wisconsin. And I've taken on a position as an executive director at a nonprofit called the gathering place in Milton, Wisconsin. So anyway, all that to be said, I am in my new office and last week I'm sitting there and this, this gentleman comes in and I don't recognize him, which is normal. There's a lot of people involved with this organization. So I, you know, I, I kind of recognize him. I didn't really recognize him and he's kind of waving me down in my office. So I finish up what I'm doing and I go out there to say hello, just assumed it was somebody that wanted to meet me. Well, here's the thing I years ago, I, I figured this out today. I quit about eight years ago being a prison chaplain at a medium security prison here in Wisconsin. And just such an incredible experience, so many great stories, so many great memories, probably most importantly, so many great relationships that happened. And I was there for about seven years. So this guy that's waving me down, he came to the place where I now work, the gathering place. And one thing that we do at the gathering place is that we have this summer concert series. So basically every other week we have this beautiful outdoor space and we open it up to the community. We bring in live music and just have a great time. So this gentleman shows up at the gathering place, just wanting to know more details about our concert series. He happens to pick up the newsletter and he sees this tall, skinny, Polish, white guy on the cover of the newsletter saying that I'm the new executive director at the gathering place. He immediately recognized me and he waves me down. This is the guy that's at my office. And he said, hey, chap. Now, every time I hear that word chap, short for chaplain, that's what everybody called me when I was a prison chaplain. All the inmates called me that, I should say. So he said, hey, chap, we were the Spanish, my wife and I, we were the Spanish speaking ministers that would come up to the prison. And immediately I remembered who he was, just brought back just this this flood of great memories. And he and his wife, very dedicated, very incredible humans. And so it was awesome. It was a great reconnection. And um, I'm standing there with him and I go out, his wife's right outside. And so we just hang out and we chat for probably about a half an hour, just reminiscing and catching up and all of those kinds of things. Turns out that he and his wife live literally blocks away from my new place of employment. So that was kind of cool. 
And so we're talking and he's just sharing about these guys, these Spanish speaking guys that were at the prison that he's still in contact with. And kind of in passing, he says, hey, if I'm on a Zoom call with them, which I do on a regular basis, I'm just going to reach out to you and get you on that call. Now, we don't know each other that well. We only know each other from this one experience. And so in my mind, if I'm honest, I kind of have this feeling like, okay, you know, when you you see a friend that's, you know, maybe a friend from back in the day or maybe somebody that you haven't really kept up with and they say, hey, so great to see you. Like we should grab lunch or do dinner, grab a drink together. And you know that it's just kind of pleasantries. You know that really you're probably not going to do that, but it's just the right thing to say at the moment. And nine times out of 10, it doesn't happen. And so I kind of assumed it was one of those scenarios where it's like, really great to see you. I don't expect to hear from you. Maybe I'll see you at the concert series or whatever. So I'm sitting at my office. The day is winding down. And this this just happened today. So I'm sharing it. You're the first people I'm sharing this with. you. So it's, you know, my family's still up. We're relocating. So my family's still up in Eau Claire while we're working to get our house ready to sell. I'm down near Madison working. So I haven't shared this with anybody yet. It's like just burning in my head because I'm so excited about it. So I'm, I'm just kind of slowing down for the day, getting ready to, to shut down the place. And all of a sudden my phone starts ringing, but it's not like a normal phone ring. It's from Facebook Messenger and it's a Facebook Messenger call. Now, I am not much of a social media person. I don't even have social media on my phone anymore. Kind of kind of gave up on it a couple months ago. Felt it was better for me not to do much with it. I still will post for this podcast or for other things like that that are going on but in general i don't spend much maybe i'm on social media once or twice a week at this point and again it's just to to keep up with anybody that messages me or to make some posts when a new podcast comes out so people can keep up with that you know so i don't know if i've ever gotten a facebook messenger call before maybe i have i don't recall ever doing this before so i i just hit accept because i see it's him i see it's the guy that i saw last week and all of a sudden up on the screen pops the gentleman i met last week and then two guys who were inmates at the prison i was at and they were guys that i had just a great connection with spent a ton of time with them and they were hispanic gentlemen who who we worked together hand in hand to get a Spanish speaking service really up and running. And, and I think the thing that I'm most proud of that I had forgotten until I saw these guys is that we actually started a Spanish speaking gospel choir for that Spanish speaking service. And they were a big part of that. And so I was overjoyed to see their faces. I had not seen either of these guys. One, one guy's name was Paco. The other guy's name was Gino. I hadn't seen either of them other than again, just random out on social media. Hadn't seen them since I was a chaplain at this prison. And so, man, my heart just immediately was so full and so excited. And you know, here's the thing, like when you're a chaplain, you see inmates in the environment that they get to be in. So they're wearing the, you know, the greens that you wear when you're an inmate, you're, you see them in the context that is there. And so it was so cool to just see them in normal, what do I call them? Pedestrian clothes, just living life. Like one of the guys, Gino was, was cooking food for some 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 kids that he was hanging out with some family members kids that he was taking care of the other guy Paco was hanging out with his daughter 
and it was just like oh my gosh it was it was such a cool thing and we immediately start catching up and they start sharing with me what's going on one of them's moved down to back down to mexico and he's married now and he's got one child through that marriage and another one on the way and he started a business and he's giving all the glory to god like he's just really just pouring it on and so very thankful for life the other one again is helping a lot with kids that he's connected with and he's working hard he's just they're just they're just doing it like they're doing what you hope everybody gets the opportunity to do when you meet them in an incarcerated setting you just you hope and you pray that they get out one day and they're able to live a life that's meaningful and fulfilling and life-giving and inspiring and both of these guys are doing it and it was such an honor and and such a cool experience to just talk and you know they were they were thanking me for helping starting the Spanish choir, which you know I'm so I'm a musician, but I don't speak Spanish, which is the funny part about it. So I helped them start the choir, not because I knew. I mean, I took Spanish in high school, but short of that, you know, I'd get them the music, I would get the band together, I'd help them if there was any music related questions, I would print music for them, figure out you know worship and hymns that were in Spanish, and I'd find all that kind of stuff for them and just really helped them get it going. But it was it was so fun to just reconnect with an experience that now is like almost a, a decade old in my life and after I finally hung up with the call it just it really blessed me and it forced me to to you know just take the time to sit back I spend so much time looking forward and talking about dreams for the future and working on developing things and thinking about my goals and all of this kind of stuff and and I spend so little time looking backwards and remembering times that were so meaningful and helpful. Now, I should say that the book that I wrote, Bring It Home, which is published by Lake Drive Books, you can find it on Amazon or go to lakedrivebooks.com or just go to my website, mattkinzera.com if you haven't seen it or heard of it or or read it yet. And um, what that was, is it was just me looking back at my life, sharing stories of my own life, and then identifying where I saw the divine in the center of it. And so that was the first time really that I took just, I mean, it took me a couple of years to get that project done. And so that was one of the first times that I really took some intentional time to look back and to think about things that had happened in my life and to, you know, to, to be sad about the things there are to be sad about, and then to be really excited about the things that there are to get excited about. And when I saw these guys, it gave me that opportunity again to just reminisce and be thankful for what was and and also you know not that i have a lot to do with it but i had a piece to play in the fact that they're doing well now i mean i don't give any of my i don't give myself attributes for that i just know i was a piece of their story and from listening to them it sounds like it was a positive piece and so it was such a just such a great experience and a great opportunity and so the reason i bring that up just because i i number one i had to share it i just had to say it out loud and then number two like it was a real conviction to me to spend some intentional time looking backwards as opposed to just looking forward. And so if you're the type of person like I am, where you're so forward thinking that you don't, you know, you move on to the next thing quicker than anybody can keep up with you with, you know, take a little bit of time every so often and just look back or connect with people that maybe you used to connect with and, you know, share some memories and be thankful for what there was in your past to be thankful for and you know also mourn the things that there are to to mourn but more importantly just be thankful for this life 
this experience that you've been afforded because there truly is so much goodness in the midst of it. Now, getting into what I want to talk about today, just I just kind of want to get this conversation going. And that experience got me thinking about it. And then also what I do is I go home to Eau Claire during the weekends to, to hang out with family and to get my house ready to sell. And then I drive down during the weekdays to work at my new position, do my executive director duties. And so I got a lot of drive time. And during my drive times, one of the things I love to do is listen to, I either listen to a podcast or listen to music. Those are the two things I'm doing. So this morning, I'm, I'm coming down to work. It's about a three hour drive. And today when I'm recording, this is the day before I actually put it out, but it is June 19th, otherwise known as Juneteenth, which is a national holiday. And what Juneteenth is, I'm sure I'm probably speaking to the choir here, but Juneteenth represents freedom for a lot of people. So the emancipation proclamation came out i believe it was in january and so that was where slaves were were supposed to be free but really it didn't get instituted it didn't get kind of forced into being until june 19th a couple of years later when finally the word through some soldiers through some military people came to texas which was the farthest place away where slavery was going on and that was truly the end of slavery in America and that's why we celebrate it because it happened on June 19th. Now Juneteenth is something you've probably heard about but it's been going probably heard about recently but it's something that's been celebrated for well over a hundred years. This is not new. Maybe you just heard about it recently but this is something that is not new. If you have friends, if you are a black person, if you have family members that are, are people of color you probably notice that they they know very much about Juneteenth, but if you are Caucasian, if you are white like I am, maybe it's something you've heard about more recently because you know there's some been some intentionality on fighting against racism and being anti-racist in our country, in our culture, in our world as a whole, and so you've probably heard about it. You may also have heard about it in the context of people being against it being a an actual holiday, an actual federal holiday. So I'm listening to this podcast. The host of this podcast is a black man. He's just sharing about the history of Juneteenth, which was awesome to hear from his perspective. And then he shared about some people that he's come into contact with who find it offensive. They find celebrating Juneteenth offensive. And the reason they find it offensive is because they were believing that it's coming against the celebration of the 4th of July, which, of course, is just a couple weeks beyond. So Juneteenth is today when I'm recording this. The 4th of July is in a couple of weeks. The 4th of July, for most people in America, at least if you grew up white in America, represents freedom. However, if you are an American and you are black or if you're anything other than a white human, that means that the 4th of July really does not represent freedom to you. Many of our founding fathers had slaves. And so you better believe that even though the 4th of July is this holiday that everybody celebrates with fireworks and family gatherings and etc. And we talk about freedom that yes, to a certain demographic in our country, the 4th of July represents freedom to other demographics in our country, specifically to people of color, specifically to, to people who are black, it does not represent freedom because black people 
by and large, were enslaved at that part of our country's history. Now, I sell, and so the, kind of the question on the table was that, or, or the comment that was being said is like, okay, if you celebrate Juneteenth, then you're coming into the 4th of July. And it's almost as if it's this either or, when in reality, there's no reason why we can't acknowledge and honor both Juneteenth and the 4th of July. And, you know, I'm not afraid or ashamed to say that I celebrate the 4th of July, but I never really think of it in context of freedom or anything like that. I, even though that's what it represents and it's great to do that, I look at it as a great time for family to gather. And my family, almost every 4th of July, gets together and spends some time together. And that's really what matters to me about the 4th of July. Same thing with people who have celebrated Juneteenth, who do celebrate, who have celebrated Juneteenth, which I think we should all celebrate on some level. To be honest with you, I'm okay if certain groups of people don't want to celebrate the 4th of July. That makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me why somebody wouldn't want to celebrate Juneteenth because freedom for one is freedom for all when it comes to people, uh, you know, getting out of slavery in the history of our country. And so I, I say that in the context of when, when somebody gets free, we should all celebrate. And so, you know, so that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about what that what that podcast got me thinking about and what my experience with the gentlemen that I knew when they were incarcerated what it got me thinking about was simply the reality that what brings some of us freedom brings other of uh, others of us feelings of oppression or sadness or even anger or brings up trauma again and when I was thinking about this, my, my thoughts naturally went to where they usually do, which is issues of faith. You know, as much as I wish I would, sometimes I wish like, gosh, why does faith matter so much to me? Wouldn't life be so much either, easier if I didn't find myself in all of these spaces and all of these conversations about faith? But that's where my mind just naturally started going. And I started thinking about, you know what, one of the things I, I, I have always said on this podcast, and it was based on a comment that uh, Pastor Sharon Henry said on this podcast, is that a religion or a faith that's not good for everyone is not good for anyone. And, and so then I started thinking, okay, what about faith can represent freedom to one person and represent oppression to another person? And I want to look at this idea from two sides really and so i'll start with side number one side number one is that sometimes we will talk about faith talk about god talk about religion and we'll talk about it in the sense that it has given us so much freedom i know in my life that's the case like my faith journey even though it's been hard many times it's also been a space that has allowed so much freedom this freedom to connect with the divine, whatever that means. It's, it's also a freedom that's allowed me to connect with myself much more. And it's a freedom that is in some ways responsible for many of the people that are in my circle of, of friends. And so religion, faith represents that to me. It represents a lot of freedom. But on the flip side of that coin, religion, faith, and I'll just speak through my lens, which is Christianity. Christianity also can represent oppression, can represent hurt, it can bring about feelings of anger or sadness as well. So many times when I talk about faith, it feels like a conversation about freedom. 
If somebody engages in that conversation with me, it can represent a conversation of oppression or, or hurt, or it can bring up trauma from the past. Uh, let me give you like a real easy example. Say I had a situation or somebody had a situation. They had a loved one who was really sick, didn't look good, thought they weren't going to make it. Everybody's praying for them. Everybody's hoping for the best, but not sure. And then they pray and they pray and they pray and they hope and they hope and they hope and they talk and they talk and they talk and, they talk and that person gets better. And then they go around saying, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. We prayed, God heard our prayers and this person got better and now they're still in my life. Okay, I, I think that's amazing. You gathered people together, you prayed. It, you know, I mean, we, it's up for discussion on how much those prayers represented the healing of the person that you're, you're, you're thinking about, but you're expressing it in a way that God heard my prayers, this person is better now. What if you were the hearer of that and you had a family member or a loved one or a close one who got sick and you prayed and prayed and prayed and they didn't make it? So what is freedom to one person represents sadness to another person, represents you know, something that is not a good memory. It, in some ways, it, it feels, if you've ever been on the other side of that, it feels like, well, why does God love them that much but not love me that much, right? And so you can see how that could, I, I could be on this podcast or be talking about this podcast or be talking about my book or just be talking about my faith and I might be in front of somebody who's experienced a lot of hurt in church or some religious trauma or a leader in a church that's been very hurtful to a person. And so I may be talking and talking about how thankful I am for my relationship to the divine and for my faith and all of those kinds of things. Somebody else could hear it through their lens and say, that just brings up and, and just feel just this emotion of sadness or anger or hurt because of what it has brought up. And so I think on some level, it's really important for us to be aware that everybody in this world is walking through their very own journey. And it's so important that we keep that in the back of our minds as we are sharing the things that we're thankful for, the things that we're grateful for, even the things that we're attributing to God because what we might find as a story of freedom or an experience of freedom somebody else might feel oppressed by, or somebody else may just feel a lot of hurt or trauma build up with you know, remembering this trauma that they've experienced and it could trigger them in another way. And that is true of every, not just faith, not just religion, that is true of everything. And so I'm not advocating that we don't talk about our faith or that we don't talk about freedom or that we don't talk about what's important to us, whether that's the 4th of July or Juneteenth or anything else. I'm advocating that when we do talk about those things, that we're aware that our freedom might create some issues for other people, might create some hurt and some sadness for the other people around us. And so the way that we deliver what we're excited, thankful, grateful for is what matters. It's not, it's not that you should, if you had a sick relative that you prayed and they got, but you should not, you should not shy away from being thankful for that. That's part of your story. That's beautiful. That's exciting. That's wonderful. But just be aware of how other people might be thinking. So a great example and, and the way, honestly, I talk a lot in, on this podcast, we've had a lot of conversations maybe about how the church has failed, but think about it in relation to last week, it was just father's day, you know, not too far before that it was mother's day. 
the church does a great job, at least my experience with the church recently in the last 20 years, they've always done a great job of honoring mothers, honoring fathers, and then acknowledging that this could be a hard day for, I mean, let's take, for example, Mother's Father's Day. This could be a hard day for people who wanted to be parents but never were able to be parents for whatever reason. This could be a hard day for people who have lost their father or lost their mother. And so when the church has celebrated this, they've, every, every church I've ever been a part of has acknowledged that. And that's kind of what I'm hoping that we can do in all of our conversations moving forward. Acknowledge the freedom, the thankfulness, the awesomeness that we're experiencing, but then be aware and read body language, like look into people's eyes that you're talking to. And if you see that something isn't sitting right, don't just ignore it, but acknowledge that your story of freedom might not be a story of freedom in their, their eyes, and maybe it'll bring up a great conversation. Case in point, and this is, this is like real life example for you. I share a fair amount. Even on this podcast, I've shared a fair amount. I've had people on this podcast that I met while I was a prison chaplain and, and, you know, 10 years ago now. And like I said, I've experienced, I experienced so many incredible stories, including one today where I met these guys who are now doing so good. So I could share at the beginning of this podcast, be all excited about seeing Gino and Paco for the first time in a decade, hearing how good they're doing, et cetera. Well, what if you listening to this today are on the other side of that and you have been the victim of violence? or you've been the victim of assault, or one of your family members or friends have been, and maybe that person, hopefully that person has been sent to jail or prison. And so when you hear me talk about these amazing experiences that I've had, or you read my book and you read about some of these amazing experiences that I have, to me, they represent freedom. To you, they could represent deep hurt and deep anger and deep frustration. And so this is just a space that lends itself to good conversations if we're aware that the space exists. And I think we can do that in every aspect of our lives. You, you might be a parent and you're sharing about something that your kids did that's amazing. And then you look over and you realize, hey, somebody in your friend group that just heard you share that story has had, had trouble trying to have children. That's a true life example in my own life as well. And I, I bet all of us have people in our circle that are in that space as well. And so as we share those stories, let's be mindful to who's in the room and who's hearing those stories because it could, it, it could be hard and it could be hurtful. Now, like I said, I want to look at this through two different lenses. I also want to look at it from the opposite side. You may be in a situation where somebody says something and they're excited about it. They're feeling free. They're feeling so good about what happened and maybe they're attributing it to God and, and you're on the other side of it. And, and I can, man, I, I can hear this one so loud because there was a time when I was so upset about religion uh, and in some ways I still am and so upset uh, at, you know, a while back I was just angry at God. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm at that space anymore, although I have lots of questions all the time <laughs> about deity and about God and about the hurt in the world. But you may find yourself on the other side of that and you're hearing somebody tell the story that to them represents freedom. And to you, it just triggers something and you're, you're upset, you're sad, you're hurting. And it's important to consider things from that side of the coin as well. 
you know, early on when I was really struggling with some hurt that was based in religion, I would hear people talk about their experience at church or a worship song or a message that they heard. And I would just burn on the inside. I would just burn. I can't even explain it. Like I couldn't even stay there. I, I just wanted to get the hell out of there. And, um, and I had to work on that. I had to, I had to do some really, really intentional work on that because if we're on that side of the coin, if, if, if life is about connection, specifically connection to, to others, right? If life is about connection and if life is about connection to God as well, we have to, we have to be able, and, and I say this with a little bit of an asterisk next to it, but for the most part, I hope that we can be able to celebrate what is freedom to other people and at the same time be able to handle our own emotions of how that brings up hurt and disappointment. And so this is a really a two-sided issue. As we're sharing things that bring us freedom, it's so important for us to realize who may be in the room, who may be within ears shot of, of what we're saying, who may be listening to our podcast. And then if we're on the other side of it, you know, we want to be careful. This this life can be difficult. And when we experience freedom and breakthrough and goodness, I, I so desperately want to celebrate with other people when they experience that. And so on the other side of it, we need to make sure that we can hone in our emotions, ask ourselves why we're feeling what we're feeling. But we want to be careful not to use our story to squash somebody else's reality. And that's so easy to do. Like somebody could be talking about something, they're so excited about what God did, and you just jump in with how you're mad at God or how people in church hurt you. And you just you just squashed what they're experiencing in that moment. That doesn't mean, you know, we if we can hold back from doing that and be good listeners and be good celebrators, like celebrate with other people, it doesn't belittle our own story. You know, we still have to work through our own hurt and our own trauma, but we can do that while celebrating others' good times. We've all had those experiences, right? When you share something you're really excited about with somebody else and their response is less than what you hoped. And it's probably just because they're dealing with their own things. They, they might be dealing with pride. They might be dealing with hurt. They might be dealing with something in their own story. And and I know I, I, know I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that person that squashes other people's freedom. And so that was kind of a long meandering way to get there. But all that to say, can we just live, as we think about Juneteenth and as we think about the 4th of July, can we commit to living a life that celebrates freedom, that celebrates breakthrough, that celebrates goodness? And you know, if our faith and our religion or whatever, our belief in God, if it if it's going to be good for everybody, then we have to be aware of the everybody that's in the room. And we have to be aware of who we're having conversations with. And this is why relationships are so important because we get we need to get below those surface levels and really learn about one, one another so we can truly be partners on this often very difficult journey of life. And so let's celebrate. Let's celebrate freedom. Let's continue our healing journey and let's support those who are on their healing journey. I think we can do both and. I think we can celebrate Juneteenth and I think we can celebrate the 4th of July. I think we can celebrate some guys who used to be incarcerated who now are being great citizens in the world. And I think we can also feel our hurt and hurt with others who 
have been the victims of violence and oppression and those people who victimized them were in prison like i think it's a both and and so may you experience freedom today and may you also celebrate the experience that are uh, that others are feeling and in all of it may we continue chasing goodness together Thank you.